Hello, teachers. Welcome back to Classroom Conversations, the podcast for Georgia's teachers, presented in partnership by the Georgia Department of Education and Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm your host, Ashley Mingwasser. On this platform, we are committed to exploring all manner of effective approaches to learning. And today, we are integrating the arts. Hacha. What does that even mean? You don't have to be an artiste, the likes of which the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel has seen. Arts integration simply occurs when general education teachers incorporate an art form into their classrooms and teach the art standards and the other subject area standards at the same level of fidelity. Art can be an equal partner in the vehicle by which students learn a subject area, then demonstrate their understanding through art. We wanted a real visual arts crusader for this episode, folks, and let me tell you, our friends at DOE found her. By the end of this conversation and your own foray into arts integration, art won't be something students merely try. Art will be part of who they are, because you can't spell smart without art. It's the truth. It's basic spelling. You also can't spell martini without art either. If you ever had a bad one, you know that that's an art form. Allow me to introduce everyone precious Bayon, art teacher at Brookview Elementary School in Fulton County, and allow me to properly articulate her prestige. Precious is the 2022 Fulton County Teacher of the Year. Hey, Precious. Hey. A real-life celeb before us. (laughs) You giggle, but I mean it. Oh, man. I'm still not used to celebrity status. (laughs) Well, uh, get used to it. How long have you been teaching, Precious? Um... I kind of started halfway through a year, so it gets kind of confusing to me. And once you've been there for so long, the years just start to rack up. But I think starting this year, it'll be about 13 or 13 and a half years. All right. Your career as a teenager. Congratulations. (laughs) Why did you decide to become a teacher? Do you remember? Um, I've always had a love of learning, which I think a lot of teachers have. And, um... A lot of teachers also have that little bossy nature about us. Okay. So uh, combining the two, being bossy and liking to learn, hey, it's the perfect makings for a teacher. Here you are. <laughs> but you were getting a degree in something else. Oh, yeah. So I uh, now, mind you, I probably was born a teacher all my life. I've been hearing you're a teacher, you're, you're a teacher. But I try to get as far away from that as possible. I did not want to deal with the kids and all this other <laughs> stuff. So I um I got my undergrad degree in fashion merchandising and graphic design. And then I realized that the merchandising part, I had like this picture in my head of going to different countries and picking out things that goes in stores yeah. and all that cool stuff. Perry. And I realized most of the time you walk into a room with gray walls and they say, we have this yellow shirt. How many do you want in our store? (laughs) And then I love graphic design. I still do. But just the constant staring at computers all day. I needed to interact with people Mm -hmm. and, you know, just share what I love. So um, the day after I graduated from Clark Atlanta with my degree, the very next day I was uh, enrolling in Georgia State to get certified in education. Look at that. I couldn't run away from couldn't it. Couldn't resist the path. <laughs> but fashion merchandising and graphic design, those could be easily parlayed into what you do. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I, um, um, I, you know, I put a little bit of me in everything I do. So it's spoken like a true artist. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's putting a little bit of that into the classroom. Um, I would say it's pretty much the same. You just get to teach people about it. I can teach kids about graphic design or if they're into fashion, we can have a lesson about that as well. Yeah. And those wild kids you were trying to avoid are, are now the very thing you needed that you weren't going to get in fashion merchandising. Yes. No days born. And they're still wild, but no day is boring. <laughs> Respect that. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about this. Um, I just want to go through some skills, see if you do any of these. Do you draw? I draw, yes, a little bit. I'm not the best drawer, but I do draw, yes. If I can see it, I can draw it, but I can't draw it like out my head like illustrators. That still amazes me. Yeah, that's something else. Do you paint? I do paint. I love painting. That's actually what uh, I got my education degree uh, concentration in uh, was painting. Do you sing? Uh, in the shower. Hey. I am Beyonce in the shower. That counts. And you can't tell me differently. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Do you sculpt? Uh, sculpting. I, I love teaching clay, but I'm not a sculptor. What sculptors do are also amazing to me to take this pl- block of marble or clay or whatever it is, and you can carve at it and carve at it. And the thing that frightens me is that if you make a mistake, you can't put it back. Mm. It's there. So I like to be able to erase. But um, clay is one of my favorite things to teach kids. It's it's a great time. It's wild. Well, the movie <laughs> Ghost taught me that. Sculpting can be a good time. Why art for you overall? What's your passion for art? Um, I think art is less about it's what I do versus who I am. Um, I was born an artist. I always loved drawing and I love color. I could literally spend 30 minutes trying to figure out what's the difference between like a lime green and a chartreuse green and any <laughs> other green. So it's hard to explain when you're just born that way. Yeah. But if I was going to teach any subject and it's who I am, why not it be art? Why not art? What is the benefit of art to the kids in your experience? Um, The benefit of art and that's, you know, all arts, whether it's visual arts or um, music, any art, it um, it really engages kids in something that's so um, what I believe is natural to human beings. Every kid is born um, wanting to play. They love drawing. They love singing. They love coloring. So if I can put that natural love of the arts that every human is born with into them learning about math, science, or social studies. It's a win-win situation. And you're doing it. Who are your favorite artists personally? Who do you like to follow? Uh, Lately, I've been following Kahinde Wiley. He's the guy that did the uh, Barack Obama portrait. Oh, that portrait's amazing. I love his use of color, of course. I'm a color girl. Color girl. And pattern. And I love how some artists can just... uh, use color to make it really seem like light is like shining on skin. It's amazing to me. Um, and then my favorite overall is Mark uh, Mark Rothko. Um, Mark Rothko. And of course, he just paints with color. That's it. You look at the canvas, it's full of color, but he evokes so much emotion in his paintings. And um, it's, it's just beautiful to me. Looking yeah. at his work, it is, it is astoundingly simple. 
Yet it is evocative. It is. You're right. I feel like this would be a good artist for teachers to show their students and say, what does this make you feel? Because it literally is just blocks of color. Of course you like it, knowing what I know about you. And I do that with my kids as well. Ooh, that sounds like fun to be a fly on the wall for that. (laughs) Okay, well, I know you like color because you told me. I bet you haven't done this before. It's the one thing that I can bring to the table that's original in this conversation. Um, I'm not an arts and crafts girl, but you're going to like this. Have you heard of color astrology? Um, no. no. Tell me more about it. Okay. Well, I'm sort of into the woo-woo things. And uh, there's this book I got at this great bookstore. It's about color astrology. And it tells you your personal color based on your birth date and your astrology. And so I'm dying to know what color you are. Would you tell me your birthday? My birthday is October 24th. I'm, I'm a gonna... Scorpio. Do I have to give birth... you the year? No. no. Okay. okay. No. That's, that's your secret safe. Without I need us. this book in my life. I know. Isn't oh it pretty? Goodness. It has all these it's colors so on top. Do you want to guess generally what color you are? I would say, well, I don't know if I should guess my color versus my favorite colors. Oh. My favorite color, surprisingly, is black. <laughs> ah, the absence of white. <laughs> I just, I, it's, it's a basic color that goes with everything. I love black. But if I had to guess a color for me, it would be like a marigold, yellowish, yellowish color. It's yeah. not yellow, but it is complimentary. Would you like to see your color? What's my color? Regal orchid. Look at this. Oh, wow. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. And I don't want to know why. It gives you these words. <laughs> Would these describe yourself? Magnetic. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Inspiring. Yeah. Yes. And youthful. I was just oh. saying. You are so radiant. It's Thank and you. young. Yes. <laughs> So it says, if you're born on this day, your optimism and strength of purpose is an inspiration to others. You're a catalyst for change and transformation. You may be known for telling it like it is. Is this true, Precious? That is amazing. Those closest to you can always count on you to tell the truth. People want you in their corner. You are fiercely loyal to those that you love and believe in. And it it gives you the Pantone so you can actually paint this in your house somewhere if you want. I have to. I want that Pleasure meeting you, Regal Orchid. (laughs) Uh, Just in case you're curious, I'm in February. What's yours? I'm Lavendula. I'm also a purple. I'm a purple girl, too. My words are powerful, theatrical, and driven. And I think this describes me to a T. So we can go look up any of your exes later. That's one of my favorite activities. (laughs) I love to do that. Oh, man. Tell us the story about how you found out that you were Fulton County's Teacher of the Year. Just in brief, I want to hear. Okay, so it's a whole process. First, you have to be teacher of the year at your individual school, and it comes with the interview and classroom observations. So I won for teacher of the year at my school. And then the next part is just filling out an application, your credentials. You write a few essays that get into your philosophy and what you believe. And um, they pick one elementary, one middle, and one high school person. So my principal got a letter saying that I was chosen as the elementary person. And my wonderful principal actually made me put in the application. I wasn't going to put it in, but she told me to go for it. So I did. Kudos to her. Yeah. What's your principal's name? Let's give her a shout out. Uh, Miss Jovita Wallace, the best principal in Fulton County. <laughs> go, Miss Wallace. Yay. So, uh, so I put in the application. I found out the good news. And then everybody from... Uh, well, it feels like everybody from central office comes into your classroom and observes you and observes. Oh, my God. The most nerve wracking thing ever. But everybody's there and they're really nice about it. Um, And then you do an interview with all of them. (laughs) 
You had a table with all of those people now just personally asking you questions. So uh, about a month goes by and I didn't hear anything. So I'm thinking maybe I didn't win. I don't know. And so my principal tells me to uh, to dress up on a Monday because ah. uh, now that I am our school, Brookview Elementary's Teacher of the Year, I have to sit in for some interviews for they're hiring some positions. And so I get ready. I come to work that day all nice. Mind you, I'm an art teacher, so I'm used to wearing jeans and having glue and paint <laughs> stuck on my clothes like forever. It never washes out. I'm okay <laughs> with that. So, um, yeah, they start to tell me, uh, okay, you're about to do these interviews. Sit with us uh, for these interviews in the in our media center, our library. And um, we just need you to walk in. You know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. And they're giving me so many details. I'm like, it's just interviews. So I start to expect something is, well, suspect something is up. And um, But I'm just going with it. And so I walk to the media center. And um, a lot of people from the county are there. My family is there. I have friends there. And they surprise me with the honor. And, Amazing. Um, you would think in that moment that I would be so happy for myself. But the thing that I was most proud of in that moment is that one of my best friends that was there was able to keep it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> She's horrible at keeping secrets. And so the whole time I'm like, you knew this for a week and you didn't tell me that is amazing that girl is a good I am more friend. proud of you than I am of myself she kept it unlocked for you <laughs> I well we're all proud of you thank you for being here today and, and shedding a light on art let's throw ourselves into the details with a flourish of course I know that's how you'd want it let's get into the how of arts integration we're focusing on visual arts today and as an elementary level art teacher precious how have you worked with other teachers in the building to integrate art into their lessons I find that the teachers in the um, my building, if there's any reason why they wouldn't be using the arts, it's because either they don't have ideas, they need to know what do I do. I'm not an arts and crafty person. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> or um, they need to know how to manage the materials so that their room is not a disaster zone. Here, here. So those are the things I mainly help the teachers with. Coming up with ideals, they know they can stop me in the hallway or come by my classroom, uh, maybe even a teacher's lounge, to, just to brainstorm and um, think about some ways that they can get a lesson that they're doing more exciting, more creative for the kids. And then I'm also there to teach them about materials they may um, want to use in a lesson or even just how to uh, manage those materials. You'd be surprised. Some teachers don't want to paint because they're scared of the water yeah, <laughs> spilling it's stuff, messy. And making a mess. So I just give them simple tips on, hey, this is how you manage that material because I manage it with 30 plus kids in my classroom six times a day. Well, because you're a superhero. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm, 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 I'm their biggest resource on how to manage those materials um, and ideas. So um, any perceived barriers they may feel, you kind of help them eradicate those. Yeah. I mean, a mess can feel like a barrier type yeah. of personality right here. That <laughs> might be an impediment to me doing some art. But if you show them, look, here's how you remove this and it's easy to clean up. Yeah, like, I think that would definitely help. On the flip side of that, how do you in turn integrate other subjects into your art classroom? Um, well, some of it is really easy because... Um, any teacher, we do a lot of training, teacher trainings, and a lot of it is focused around math and science, all those big general core subjects that the kids need to know how to do. 
So um, because we we usually sit in on so, so many trainings, there's a lot of information I get about what may be going on in other classroom, um, the standards. Uh, what I find that helps me the most is um, just having simple uh, language for the standards so that any teacher, if you're not a math teacher, if you can put that standard in a simple in simple language, tell me what the what the general idea. What are the what do you need these kids to do? If I know that, then I can integrate that into my classroom. Simple things like um, uh, lit- literacy strategies, like just statements where you have the kids summarize a story. In my classroom, uh, we might go through the same strategy to figure out what the art is about, or summarize the art: who, what, when, where, and why. Mm. Um, so just little reading strategies, math strategies, anything they're doing in their general classroom, I try to incorporate those into my art lesson. Incredible. And just because I want to be transported, describe your art classroom. What's it look like? Um, so it is kind of cream colored and I have like three, um, bulletin boards in my room. Of course, they're covered in black paper because I love black. (laughs) Because you love black. But then I have like these little string lights around them and um, just a lot of a lot of like posters of different artwork all around the classroom. Um, I'm a light girl, light and color. Those are my things. So I have these cheap Ikea lights I bought years ago, but they sort of hang from the ceiling. Somehow I got them up there. I don't remember. So it's kind of like little chandeliers almost. Fancy. Um, but not a real chandelier. Think super modern one. Okay. <laughs> um, and um, most art rooms, just full of color. Art. Feels uh, like an art classroom. A little bit of a mess. Stuff here and there. Feels like an art room, yes. Yeah. A satisfying <laughs> mess. That creativity yes. is happening there. Yes. How can the study of visual art increase students' abilities in other subjects that they're learning? Oh, so I, um, when I think about that question, I think about it in the terms of how do we remove barriers? Because for me as a teacher, I don't feel like I can increase the kids' ability or uh, to learn any subject. They naturally know how to learn. So as teachers, a lot of the time we're just um, figuring out what's stopping this kid from using that natural ability to learn and how do I get rid of those things. So um, with art, it could have, it could capture the interest of a kid that is not interested in math or science or ah, social studies. It's a gateway. It's a gateway, definitely. Um for kids that may uh, have, you know, trauma going on in their life and that kind of prevents them from learning, um, art is very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes, you know, especially at the elementary level, kids are learning about different people in history, how numbers work, all this stuff. But how can I learn about you when I don't know about me. Mm. So uh, them getting that sense of self is something that definitely can be explored through the arts. And a manner of communicating their voice and their individuality. Yes. Expression. Expression. How (laughs) can teachers know that their arts integration techniques are working, that it's successful in practice? Um, You have engaged, happy kids that want to be there. Is it that simple? It is that simple. I, uh, (laughs) it's sad to say it, but there's times where I've been at schools where you see kids getting off the bus and they are tired, they are sleepy, and they just don't want to be there. 
Um, you know, just like adults, right? Relatable. Sometimes we can't we can't take it either. But um <laughs> <laughs> we need a t-shirt. Sometimes we can't take it either. Yeah. So uh Though that art integration, a, 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 a huge uh, flag that is working is that you have kids that want to be in your building. They enjoy learning. They enjoy expressing themselves. And to me, it is simple as that. Do, do, do these kids like being at this school, in this classroom? Yes, <laughs> that's important. So engagement, which you've already mentioned, creativity. Yeah. These are two reasons that many teachers choose to integrate the arts in a gen ed classroom. How have you seen this in your school? Is it is it for creativity and is it for engagement? Are there other reasons that teachers choose to do this? Um, I would say uh, the reason why teachers choose to integrate um, art into their classroom, as we said before, even if you're not artsy and crafty, you want a way to engage your kids. Engagement, yes. So um, it's, you know, it's a no-brainer. Um, and then we do have uh, teachers in the building that are just creatives themselves. They teach, they may teach, uh, you know, a subject that's not art, but um, they integrate it into their classroom because um, it gets them also excited about what they're teaching. And that's one thing that's key to teaching. If you're not excited about it, you cannot get your kids excited to learn it. So you have to be passionate and excited about whatever you're, you know, whatever you're teaching. And for those creative types or teachers, um, anything with the arts, as I said, music, art, theater, if it's what they're passionate about, um, it gets them passionate about teaching, which is going to automatically get their kids passionate about learning. Exactly. And you've you've set yourself up. You told us at the beginning as a resource for teachers who are yeah. interested in integrating the arts, but maybe they need a little guidance on techniques and how to handle the materials, what resources are available to them. Tell us about a time when your art integration skills enabled you to work with another educator or professional at your school to make a difference? Yeah. So um, we talk a lot about integrating arts into the general classroom. But, you know, I imagine a school where art is woven into the very fabric of that school um, because the kids, once they walk in our buildings, they're getting lessons everywhere they go, even if they're on the bus or in the cafeteria. They're constantly learning and picking up things about the world, social interaction, all those things. So um, I was able uh, this past school year to uh, work on a project with our school social worker. Interesting. Yeah. So we kind of integrated art into what she does. You know, basically a social worker, she makes sure families are... Uh, safe and happy. And um, she was doing this unit on trusted adults teaching our kids, you know, when you have problems, who can you trust? Who do you go to? And how do you identify that person? And so we collaborated and um, uh, she kind of came in and took over my art room and did a lesson with the kids and they played some games and did some really fun activities. And then we went outside and the kids um, did a sidewalk art with chalk where they just basically drew pictures of people they trust in their life, uh, positive affirmations. It was music out there. The kids were having a good time dancing, drawing. I got to learn a lot of new TikTok dances. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see some of those in action. I was action. just going to say, don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's off limits here. You should have known better. Uh, but it, it, it was a time where... I just I felt really full in knowing that the kids were getting an experience that felt like um, even just for a brief moment, 
that I was at one of those like art schools or performing art schools where that's all they do. Everything is about the arts. They go to their math class and they uh, explore math through art. Um, they go to their uh, science class and they explore, I don't know, music and sound waves through science. But it's really integrated into every piece of that school. So for me, it uh, it gave me that little um, feeling, as I said, almost like I'm at a, a performing arts school. I loved it. It was fun. And as I said before, it showed that um, that arts can be woven into the very fabric of a school, as I said before, and not just... Um, contained within our classrooms. Beautiful. Everything is art and everywhere is art. Yes. What you said the first time I talked to you. What are your teaching tips for arts integration? What would you like to tell teachers? Um, The first thing is I I would like to tell them just don't be scared. Just go for it. You know, if your first lesson is a mess, um, my classroom is a mess all the time. (laughs) Right. So you just kind of go for it, figure out what works, what doesn't work. Um, But don't be intimidated by, you know, I don't have the ability to draw or do this or do that. The kids don't know that. They think every adult is the best artist ever. That is so true. (laughs) So uh, they're just there to have a good time and they will actually make you feel better about your bad art. (laughs) They will. They'll tell you it's great. Miss Bayon, that is a wonderful (laughs) sculpture that you have made. (laughs) I know that's one of your fears. Oh, yes. Um, And then um, I would say, you know, make sure that uh, you use your resources in the building and your main resource for arts integration is going to be your arts teacher. If you want to do a lesson on music, make sure you go to the music teacher and ask them for ideals, ask them for resources, ask them for their help. Um, So those, those are the biggest tips I would say. Don't be scared to do it and make sure that you go and talk to the people in your building that do it well. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And in terms of a lesson, do you have a tip for getting started with something that wouldn't be too taxing? What can they start with? Um, as an art teacher, the easiest thing to do, and it's, it's really simple, is just to get, get, get the kids to coloring and drawing. Start with color. Start with color. Um, I actually saw one of our, uh, our fifth grade teachers. She was doing a science lesson, and I think they were talking about like... Uh, chemical reaction or chemical changes. I don't know. But she was um, (laughs) (laughs) she uh, she was basically uh, talking about how, you know, the different types of reaction, whether it's physical or chemical. Mm -hmm. And she was doing that through them taking colored water and Ah. mixing it together. And, you know, if I pour yellow water into red water, it's going to turn orange. Um, and the kids had to talk about what kind of a reaction that was. But it started with color. I guess that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if the kids are having to uh, write a paper about their opinion on anything going on in the world, why not get them to uh, make it a graphic novel where they get to illustrate it? Um, so I would say start with color, start with drawing. It's something the kids do naturally. Find a way to work that in. Find a way to work it in. And in terms of resources outside of the art teacher in the art room, where can teachers go for art integration, ideas, materials, things like that? One of the biggest resources out there is a website or an app that I love using and a lot of teachers love using, and that's uh, Pinterest. 
they have fabulous ideals and very like crafty things on there that are simple enough for even a general ed a teacher that has no you know art experience to be able to um, do with their kids. And then um, the last tip I would leave is to befriend the art people in your school. That is your biggest resource um, if you need ideas for lessons or if you need to figure out how to use a material. Um, don't be scared of the art the art teacher. Foster those <laughs> uh, relationships with your music people and your art people. All those people you're going to lean on when you're really trying to integrate arts into your classroom. Perfect. And don't be scared because you're not scary at all as an art teacher. I am the least scariest person <laughs> ever. That's the truth. Doesn't fight. <laughs> Do you have an inspiring art quote or art mantra you'd like to leave us with, Precious? Impart your art. <laughs> I don't know if I have a mantra, but there are some things I like to do, and I also do, do them with my kids. So whenever I'm creating something or even walking through life, um, I always like to close my eyes and ask myself, in this moment, do I feel free? Hmm. And if I feel free, it's something I should be doing or I feel like I'm honoring myself. Um, if I don't feel free, then I have to start to ask myself, well, what are the reasons why you're doing this? Are you doing this, this because you think you should? Or um, are you trying to make sure that your friend or somebody is not upset with you? So uh, in my classroom, uh, you know, when the kids are doing their art and they're making their choices, I want to remind them, make free choices, choices that represent you. Don't think about what I think it should look like or what your friend thinks it should look like. Um, and then another thing I do in my classroom is as soon as the kids enter the room and they sit down and they're all settled down, I have them close their eyes and just practice some breathing techniques. And I ask them to like check in with different parts of themselves, check in with your body, see how you're feeling. Is your hands cl uh, clenched right now? If they are, you know, let them go. You're holding a lot of stress. Um, and they check in with their heart and they check in with their mind. So I do a lot of that type of yogi stuff with my kids. Yeah, you are, you are the perfect person for a color astrology book. And you're definitely Regal Orchid. Thanks for being here today, Thank Precious. You. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. This is my first experience doing this, and I'm just super excited about it. Thank you guys for having me here. You're excellent. Keep those uh, paintbrushes stroking in your classroom. I'm sure everybody <laughs> loves having you as a teacher. That's Precious Bayon from Brookview Elementary School, and that's our episode. However you choose to integrate art into your lessons, you can take a page from Precious's coloring book or remember, just start something simple. All that matters is that you begin to integrate. Wherever you go, there you art. Yes, I adjusted that expression just a tad for effect. I'm Ashley and you're a great teacher. Until next time, bye-bye. Funding for Classroom Conversations is made possible through the School Climate Transformation Grant. 